Hey, bestie, I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your hype woman and host, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the glass ceiling breakers, the bold move makers, the best life living women in the making. This is the hottest place for empowerment, real conversation, inspiration, humor, and tools for you to up-level your life and make some bold moves in that main character energy. So now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit back, and let's get into it. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to another episode of Staying Inspired. I'm your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa. How's it going? How's everyone doing today? It's a bit gloomy out there today, but you know what? I'm going to still get out there and do something with the kiddos. There's about nine more days left till they both go to school. We had JoJo's, my youngest, he's five. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I have two kids. Anna will be 10 in September. JoJo is five. JoJo's going in the kindergarten. So, you know, that's a milestone moment for me as a mom. I'll be uh, watching him get on the bus at the corner. And um, he's my baby. So, you know, it's emotional going through all the fields. But I'm super excited for him. Yesterday was his orientation. So we got to ride the bus to and from school, get the feel of that, which he loved. And, you know, we got to meet his teacher and his classmates. Some of his classmates he knows from his preschool that he went to. So that was cool. And he's super excited. And I just can't wait to see how much he grows this year. But that's what I got going on. You know, um, today it's it's solo dolo. Um, It's just your girl today, which I haven't done in a a really long time. And for those of you who are watching me, this is the first time I've ever had a solo show. So buckle up because Lord only knows where this is going. (laughs) But... Before I dig in, I got a few topics that I want to talk about today. But before I dig in, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. For those of you watching, I'm wearing their shirt today. This is for football season. I don't know if you could see it. Obviously, being from Philly, you got to rep the birds. I mean, come on now. If you're from Philly, you got to check this place out. Whether you're craving a Philly cheesesteak, mouthwatering wings, or a classic hoagie, they got you covered. Ditch the ordinary, dive into flavor, and treat your taste buds right. Check them out and tell them we sent you for a special treat. And you can click the link at the bottom of this episode description to check out their Instagram. Like I said, if you're from the Philly area, check them out. If you're traveling into Philly, they're definitely a not to miss. So, all right, I'm going to dive right in. Can you rewrite your story? Is a happy ending still possible after a lifetime of shit? Because let me tell you, I'm, I'm sure there are people listening right now that have been through a lot or hey maybe they're going through a lot you know and therefore made a lot of decisions that maybe they regret or you know she lives out a life that in general they regret or wish they could change so you know let's dive in and i'm going to ask myself this question because i'm sitting here alone was there a time when i felt that way Did I have a season in my life where everything was shit and I felt like shit? Yes, very much so. I had a long season of what is my life? Where am I going? What am I doing with my life? And I think the realization is the first thing that comes, you know, to play. Realizing that you're living a life that you don't want to live. 
And that realization period can last a really long time, right? Because it's easy to realize that you're not living a life in alignment with who you want to be and what you want to be doing. But it's hard to make that shift with, okay, I'm making this realization and I'm realizing that this is the life I don't want to live. So let's take action and start making a change, right? Like that's the hard part. And that's the part I struggled with for a really long time. And, you know, flipping the script for me was difficult. And I, unfortunately, I mean, now looking back, I learned so much from that experience. So I can't really say unfortunately, because I don't, I try not to look at my life as like, you know, with regrets. I feel like everything serves its purpose. I had to sit in those moments for a purpose, right? But at the time, you know, it was really hard. And it was really frustrating and it was just easier for me to sit in my unhappiness. And that was like mind, body, soul, unhappiness. Then to flip the script and rewrite my story in the now. And even looking back, right? Like, okay, so if you're making changes, right? You're starting to make positive changes for yourself. And I I can speak on this from, from personal experience because there were seasons of my life where I had that regret right? Like I finally got to that point in my life where I was like, okay, I'm going to start making little changes, right? I started implementing gratitude into my life. I started taking care of my physical self better. But then I looked back at, you know, I was able to take myself out of that current mindset and that current way of being. And then I looked back at that version of myself with regret, with shame, with embarrassment. And I feel like a lot of us do that, you know, and that can really hold you back in itself. And it did for me, you know, it really uh, doing what I do, it prevented me from really being able to make an impact authentically because I didn't want to share my story. I didn't want to have to share those ugly parts of myself. Well, you know, parts that I thought were ugly. But then I realized, you know, there I came a point in my life where I said, Amanda, we're obviously making changes and this is great, but um, we're still, I, I felt like I was like walking through mud, like change was happening very slowly and it was extremely hard. And then I realized that there's so much power in our past. If we could just look back at what life had for us and instead of, you know, looking at that through the mind of this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me. Why don't I then flip my script and rewrite my story in a way that serves me, in a way that sets me forward, in a way that I can heal and grow and do the things that I want to do. But more importantly, be the woman that I want to be, right? Because like we all want to be that version of ourselves that we envision, right? With that sparkly hue around us, (laughs) you know, in our daydreams or whatever. So why don't I start telling myself, my story in a different way that enables me to step into that version of myself. And it was just realizing you can accept that version of you. And when you learn to accept that version of you, whether it's that past version of you and the decisions that you've made or the present version of you and the decisions that you're making, when you're able to fully accept that person, that's when you can really start making big changes. And that's where you'll really start seeing big changes. That's where you really start creating that, okay, what is for me here? What's the narrative? What's the shift that I need to make that is for me? So I had to go back 
and retell my story to myself and, and look at a lot of things that at one point I held myself back. I beat myself up. I made myself feel like such a, a POS and, and look at those stories and realize that there was so much there for me, right? Like I was able to give myself grace and compassion and, and I was able to love myself in a way that I was never really able to love myself. And that's when I saw a change. So, you know, I feel whatever season that you are in, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, well, you know, you make it sound so easy, Amanda, it's, it's extremely hard. Change is hard. Stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something that you've never done, especially when it comes to changing your life, is extremely hard because it's new. It's unknown, right? And like I always say, our brain likes to keep us safe. So it will tell us whatever we need, right? Which for me was me telling myself my same old story that was keeping me stuck because my stuckness, although it was extremely unhappy, was my comfort. So I had to take that step. I had to take that chance. I had to really go out on a limb for me and the things that I wanted to do for myself because I knew that the life that I was living was not for me. I saw my potential. I saw that version of me with that glittery hue in my daydreams and my dreams and my visions. And I thought, you know, I, I would see everyone around me doing so much for themselves and you know, making a life that was theirs. And I thought, you know, there's room for me at that table. I can take something for me. I'm allowed to. And you're allowed to too, girlfriend. Like you're allowed to take what is yours, whether it's that version of yourself that you always knew that you could be, that thing that you've been wanting to do, you know, write the book, start the podcast, get the job, start the hobby and and have it evolve into something that's going to monetize and and you know possibly you can make a living off of it i don't know plug your thing in right but realize that there's always room for you at the table and after a life of shit a season of shit you can always rewrite your story always rewrite your story it takes courage right? You got to go out on that limb for yourself. You got to be willing to look back at some not so great things. You know, I had to look back at a lot of ways. I, I went back and I found like a journal of me and I'm just reading through it. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like this girl was going through it, right? Like I, it got to a point where I didn't even recognize that version of myself. And I just held that journal and I just gave that girl the love that she needed. Because at that point in her life, she needed that. And although I wasn't at that point anymore, that version of me still needed love. She really did. So I gave her the love that she needed. And I went through all my journal entries and wrote kind of like a, an excerpt, if you will, or, you know, like a a flash, flash forward, you know, 10, 15 years. You felt this way in the now, but now this was this this happened for you because and now you're living a life of da 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 doing da 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 being the woman that you've always dreamed that you could be. And it was such a beautiful experience and I was so grateful that I was able to do that for myself. So, can you rewrite your story? Yes, absolutely. You can. It can be done. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes you willing to step out of your comfort zone. 
if this is the kick in the ass that you needed today, I hope I'm the one that can give you the boot. <laughs> you know, I'm always here to do that. But, you know, that's what I wanted to really dig into today. And there's always room for you at the table. You can flip your script, rewrite your story, and live a life that's for you, doing what you want to do and being, most importantly, being who you want to be. All right. I want to kind of pivot this, but I feel like this kind of ties into what I was just talking about because I was reading an article. I forget where I saw it, but it was like, are you having a midlife crisis? Are you having a quarter life crisis? You know, and it's like, okay, am I? Like you, you always hear like, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of people say it like joking around or just trying to be like overly dramatic. Like she's having a midlife crisis. Are you having a midlife crisis? You know, but it's a real thing. People do, they they go through it. And I think sometimes we don't really even know like exactly what entails with a midlife or quarter life crisis. So I wanted to read off some things that, you know, some some signs and symptoms of, are you going through a midlife quarter life crisis? You know, are you not sure what to do with your life? Are you itching for a change? Your relationships are fluctuating more than usual. You may be experiencing feelings of social isolation. You feel like you need to find a purpose. You feel more insecure about yourself. So, you know, all of these things, I feel like I had a moment of my life where I was just, you know, recently talking about where I had to rewrite my story. I truly believe I was having a quarter life crisis. And let me tell you why. I I got to a point, I know I've told this story before, but I had my daughter, right? So for the first time in my life, after coming off of years of never following through with things because I was living a life of people pleasing and doing everything that everyone else wanted me to do instead of doing what I really wanted to do for myself, because I honestly had no sense of self. So really to my, cre- my credit, I didn't know what was for me because I didn't even know who I was. But you know, I for the first time in my life, I followed through with something like I had a child. Here she was. She was born. And I was like, go me. Like you followed through and did something for the first time in your life, Amanda. (laughs) Way to go. (laughs) But at the same time, I was like, holy shit. Like this human is going to be watching me now. Like I remembered what it was like being a little girl and watching all my elders. And it wasn't so much like what they said to me. It was more so what they did that, that really impacted me, who they were as a person. Right. So I thought, okay, now it's my turn. It's my turn to make an impact on this little human that I just created. All eight pounds, nine ounces of her. Let me tell you, that's a whole story within itself. But anywho, I realized I needed to make a change for myself. And that was my first red flag, but I really didn't get up off my ass and do anything until I lost my father in law. And I realized, you know, life is not promised. We could be here today and gone tomorrow. So I was at a point in my life where I was extremely depressed, anxiety out the wazoo. I mean, I'm talking like multiple panic attacks a day. I And, and it was always at the moments like where you would sit down, have your like Netflix and chill. And then all of a sudden, bam, right into a panic attack. And I don't know if any of you have ever had a panic attack and I am truly sorry if I am, you know, saying this and it might be triggering you. I should have said trigger warning, but I wouldn't wish them on my worst enemy. They're absolutely horrible. Um, But that was like my body's way 
like my unhappiness got to a physical level. Not only was I, you know, anxious, depressed, I was also eating my feels because that was the only way I really knew how to cope or make myself happy. So I was like 300 pounds, you know, so I was my trauma and my unhappiness and everything. It just festered to a physical level. I was mind, body and soul having a crisis. My my life was in crisis. I was every day in survival mode. Every day I woke up felt like survival. I was just making it through the day, doing what I needed to do, the bare minimum, just to make it through the day. And I didn't want that for myself. I wanted to wake up every day and feel like I was thriving. Me and my girlfriend say that all the time in our group chat. We're thriving. We are thriving and we surely are. But there, you know, at that time in my life, I was just surviving. I was living life on the surface, doing the bare men, you know, and I was really in a quarter life crisis. I truly believe that. And, you know, my relationships were different. I I had people in my life that really were not serving me. Um, social isolation, you know, I always isolated myself. So all of those things, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, that was me. That was me. That was me. You know, so I think it's really important to shine a light on that and to realize that I feel like a crisis is just a way of feeling like life was not lived to your fullest potential yet, right? And sometimes in doing that, we like to plug in tangible things to try to make up for lost time. So a lot of times, like you see people who are having a crisis who are, I like to say they're like frantically like scattering, like where can I plug this into? Because I feel like something's missing in my life and I don't know what it is and I don't know how to get it. So it's got to be a tangible thing, right? So let me try to plug this in and see if that works. Okay, no, the new car is not working. I'm still unhappy. I still feel unhinged. Okay, let me like, let me spend buku bucks and go on this vacation. Okay, that's not working. Okay, let me get into this relationship with this person that's honestly not the greatest, but he's like super hot. Um, okay, no, that didn't work. You know, like we always try to plug in the tangible things, right? Cause I feel like that's like the easiest. It's what we can see when in reality, you really have to go within. You really have to go within and realize that it stems from you, your happiness your season of thriving stems from you. And one of the things that really stuck out for me is really you feel like you need to find a purpose. And let me just say, I know I, I talk about a lot, you know, women living out their passion and their purpose. That's not always going to be your job of what you do, of how you make money. It's not. And it doesn't have to be. It can be. If that is, that's awesome you know, go you, but it doesn't have to be. Your passion and your purpose is what, when you wake up every day, it's something just for you. It's something that makes you feel alive. And that could just be the relationship that you have with yourself, treating yourself better, treating your body better, putting better things into your body, taking care of your body. Right. So there's like so many different ways that we can find our passion and our purpose. But I truly believe when we are in that moment of crisis, it's not anything on the outside that is going to, you know, cure that. It's what comes from within. And that's what we really have to look at. 
And then after that, if you want to get yourself a new car, by all means. <laughs> if anybody's out there listening, I don't know if you were on Instagram, but they have these um, vintage Broncos and they have one. It's like lime green, like neon green. And they have a pink one too, which is very on brand for me. But those are the colors I love. But if, you know, if anyone's out there and wants to buy me one of those things, by all means, I'll give you my information. But anywho, you know, if you, if, if you were listening to this and you were like, wow, I think maybe I'm having a queer life crisis or that sounds a lot like me or yeah, I've been like trying to plug in tangible things to try to like make my life not feel like something's missing. Look within, do the work, rewrite your story. Know that there's room for you at the table. Find your purpose. And really finding your purpose is just finding a deeper layer of yourself. Stop living on the surface. There's so much more to life than just surface level shit. But like I said, sometimes it's nice to dabble in the surface level shit. So if anyone wants to buy me a vintage Bronco, by all means, go ahead. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up. But before I do, I really, I want to, I want to talk about something I don't know if you guys saw in the news recently, one of our most iconic TV show hosts passed away this past Saturday. I believe he was 99 years old, Bob Barker. He won 19 Emmys during his career. Amazing. I was reading up on this guy. I, I had no idea half of the things that he accomplished. Um, he was a vegetarian and lifelong devotee of karate. In his younger years, he was also a Navy fighter pilot. I had no idea about that. That's amazing. He started his hosting career on the radio. And then in 1972, he started his career hosting The Price is Right, which became the longest running game show in U.S. history. The show also provided Barker with an invaluable platform to voice his beliefs about animal rights. For years, I know we remember at the end of the show, he always ended every episode with have your pets spayed or neutered. So there was like so much about him that I was reading and I didn't even like list half of the things, but you know, he accomplished so much in his lifetime. And I just wanted to give a moment for him because I mean, I grew up watching that, whether it was like a day I was sick, you know, you were home from school, you were watching the prices, right? Right. And, you know, or if you were just home during the summer it was always the price is right. I remember being at my grandparents' house and I would walk home from school on my lunch break. My school was right down the street from where my grandparents lived in Philly. So I would get to come home for lunch instead of having to stay in school. I know, crazy. I would come home from school and my grandmom would have lunch made for me and I would sit there and watch a half hour show of the price is right every single day. And it's one of my fondest memories of a kid growing up and you know watching that show i would have to say my favorite there was a lot of games on there my favorite game i think was plinko i just think because it was so suspenseful and didn't require that much like having to know how much things cost because as a kid, I had no idea, <laughs> you know. So that for me was always the funnest game watching, you know, the little hockey puck looking thing going down, falling into a dollar amount, and that's what they would win, you know. And I always envisioned myself pulling that wheel down at the end and being like, you know, who I was going to say hi to 
and try to get it on the dollar mark so you could get in the final showcase. So many memories. So I just wanted to say thank you so much, Bob Barker, for years and years of enjoyment. I'm sure so many people have been impacted by your show and the things that you have done uh, throughout history. And you have surely lived a life of um, extraordinary accomplishments and one that will be forever remembered. So that's all I got for you today, ladies and gents. Thank you for sticking around. Again, special shout out to the Freshworks who sponsored this episode, the Freshworks of Port Richmond. Check them out if you're in Philly. Tell them that we sent you. Get yourselves a juicy cheesesteak, a hoagie, some wings. Football's coming up. It's perfect football food. Um, and enjoy. They are the best in the neighborhood. And until next time, stay inspired. Thank you so much for listening, Bestie. If you love what you heard, spread the word. Screenshot this episode and post it on your social media. Don't forget to tag your girl. If you would like to show some further love, give this podcast a review over on iTunes. And be sure to follow our Staying Inspired Podcast Community Facebook page. I'm super grateful for each and every one of you. Together, we create that next level self. Till next time, stay inspired.